Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, Menzodcast fans. As Colin promised on our last episode, we are going to be releasing some of these nerding out episodes that we put on Patreon over the last few years. This first one, I just wanted to give it an intro because it's back in 2021. I think we recorded it. So uh, some of the mentions may be a little dated. That's why it's been on Patreon exclusively until now. I don't remember where we recorded this, but I know one of us was like on the move, so there's some background noise, so forgive us that. And uh, lastly, I just want to make another, yet another plug for the book Respectable Roughnecks uh, put out recently about the 1960 Missouri team. Please, please buy it. It's a story that has not been told from the voice of the guys who are on that team, Missouri's championship team. So anyway nerding out. Again, this is not football related. It's just stuff we're talking about, interesting movies, games, TV shows, whatever that uh, we find interesting. It's called nerding out. If you enjoy it, great. If not, well, you know, it's February. Listen to something else. M-I-Z. Skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin To the contrary You'll find that they're quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library My MySpace page is all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise I'm a whiz and minesweeper, I can play for days Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze There's no killer rap, I haven't run At Pascal, well I'm number one Do vector calculus just for fun I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun what? Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon Here's the part I sing on see me roll on my Segway I know in my heart they think I'm white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Can't you see I'm white and nerdy Hello all, I'm uh, Colin Anthony With me is my longtime brother, Brennan Anthony um, We've known right. each other quite a while I've basically known him my whole Most life Most of our lives yeah, yeah. If you guys, uh, you guys may be familiar with us from the Mazodcast. We're doing a little uh, side podcast, a short little snippet podcast sort of thing. 
talking about things other than sports and, uh, well, maybe some sports, who knows? But uh, basically, something special for Patreon members. We're calling it Nerding Out. Nerd! We're just going to nerd out talking about any given topic. Today's topic is going to be our childhood hobbies. We've got some uh, episodes lined up for, I don't know, what are we going to do, Brendan? I think you should leave season two. We'll talk about that. Television shows and anyway, anything we're nerding out about. So this is a season one, episode one. You lucky pricks. Think about that. You're in for the on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. And if it's and if it's not your cup of tea, you're always welcome to just not listen, which is what we yep. always uh, should have told people for the podcast, because I feel like if they knew they didn't have to listen, they wouldn't. It's, it's really uh, there's no explanation for them listening, honestly. <laughs> That's true. Part of the reason I, was, I thought about this podcast, Brennan, is the other night I was on Instagram, and one of the things I like about Instagram is there's a there's always people that are into the same shit you are, and mm-hmm. they have Instagram accounts that go delve into that shit. And so I followed a couple comic book uh, Instagram sites because I loved comic books when I was a kid, and uh, I see comic books I used to own, and there's just a, a warm, fuzzy sense of nostalgia when I see those covers of comic books I owned or still own somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I loved comic books, and me and Brennan can both draw a little. And if, if you are Mazodcast listeners, you probably have seen a lot of our artwork on the Twitter uh, account. And uh, and we, me and Brendan have both have that ability. And so, but really, as much as anything, comic books taught me to draw the human form. And uh, I also don't know how to draw a woman without giant breasts either because of That's, that comic books. I don't know why you'd want to. Well, I just, I, when uh, the, the comic book era of movies that's happening now is, uh, is uh, despite the fact that I'm old now, I love it because it's what I it's what I prayed for when I was that age. Did you ever read comic books of any sort? Yeah, that's true. No, I didn't ever read comic books, Colin. I mean, I think you're I most of what we did growing up was pretty much exactly the same. But I never. I mean, I would thumb through yours, but I don't think I ever bought a single comic book in, in my entire life. But I did collect baseball cards, and that's what. I'm curious about now because I know that you did have quite a collection of the of comic books when you were younger. Is that you know the big thing about baseball cards when I was young is everybody thought that there'd be some great investment opportunity like Bitcoin, um, but of course the the market fell out of that. But I'm curious as if comic books hold their value or did or or you know if oh. if you're thinking that you have anything of, of worth. I mean, I've got some that are worth fifteen or thirty dollars, but nothing like um, nothing really good and. Truthfully, they're probably not even worth that because I, I just threw them all in a big Tupperware container thing, and they're in a closet in my house. But I don't know. I had I had a ton of Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man and Batman were my jam, and uh, some X-Men stuff. And uh, But that was uh, – and then my other – I guess I wouldn't call it so much a hobby. Well, kind of. I mean I used to collect like uh, toy cars. You know what I mean? Like uh, I used to have the Ecto-1. I used to have the Batmobile and like the turtle van and all that horse shit. And I yeah. remember literally – cleaning them and using turtle wax on them even though they were plastic and turtle wax was not um, really a good idea <laughs> yeah and I, I was i mean i'm a couple of years older than you for people who don't know and i think i was the kind of I, like i didn't have any of that stuff so i never had any of those toys but i was i was at that age where you kind of like you still like them and you still want to play with them, but you don't want to admit to anybody. You want to pretend like you're too cool and you're too old. For yeah, stuff. sure. And so when you would get a new Batmobile, I thought it was cool, but uh, I wasn't going to ask mom for one, you know, or do, I was yeah. going to get one for myself. You know, well, and then I, I, you know, like I remember in high school, I got the Millennium Falcon because mom and dad would not buy it for us when we were kids. 
<laughs> yeah. Now that is something that I would have wanted because we both were obsessed with Star Wars as so many people our age were at that age. But uh, we had a tight ass family who could spring for the $5 toy, the action figure, but they could not spring for the $15 vehicle. When they re-released the originals, I remember they, you know, all, they re-released the toys, obviously, and I, I bought me a Millennium Falcon. Do you still have it? Uh, I think I actually got rid of it a couple years ago because my kids found it and started playing with it, which I didn't give a shit about. And they, but they pretty much destroyed it and then just got tossed. But, uh, <laughs> well, I was wondering because you were obsessed with that stuff in a, at a level that I wasn't. Comic books. And yeah, I mean, I kept that stuff. stuff. I had it. I took care of it. I, I displayed it on my in my room like a fucking nerd. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Imagine bringing girls back to your room and being like, "Yeah, check out Ecto One. That's an original." Are you <laughs> familiar with the Ghostbusters, my lady? <laughs> yeah, you're about to uh, you're about to see some ectoplasm, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You're about to be slimed. Yeah. No, I imagine it uh, fills a young lady with regrets almost immediately. <laughs> well, I remember watching the movie The Forty Year Old Virgin and thinking, "Yeah, that's it. That's me." <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I'm not a single or a virgin, but I was like, that guy who just had a house full of video games and toys. And I was like, yeah, that's comic books. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was always, um, I mean, I feel like I was into that stuff at the appropriate age one is supposed to be into it, but I never carried with me that sort of adult, like, I want to retain my childhood throughout my entire life feeling that it takes to uh, collect that stuff. I mean, I shouldn't say that. When I was like in college and first had a job that I could make a little money on my own, one of the first things I did was buy like a little X-Wing fighter toy for no reason to sit on a shelf. But, uh, yeah. but that sort of burned out of me quickly. I was like, okay, now I got it. I don't. I guess my childhood's well, fixed now. Well, I think especially for like the comic book things, because I could draw, I just, pre- I mean, I would literally, sometimes comic series would change artists. And if I, the artist... Uh, would change and I didn't like the new artist I quit buying the series I mean it was so much about the like there are certain guys that the way they drew they, things you could just recognize them and they were so good and it was um, it both made me happy because they were so beautiful you know the drawings were so amazing and it also made me sad because it also was like man they're just better than me and they'll always be better than me at this and I'm yeah. everybody thinks I'm good at it but I'm not I think the well, equivalent of being like I'm a division I was a good division two basketball player but I'm not LeBron James and that's what Seeing like a guy like Todd McFarlane draw made me realize it's like, yeah, I'm good for around here. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, those people are supposed to inspire you to become the next generation of those people and instead of discourage you from trying ever. Well, it wasn't that I didn't want to try ever. I just knew that, I don't know, at some point you look at somebody playing basketball and you realize all the practice in the world will not make me that good. Yeah. And there, there were certain comic book artists for like Eric Larson and, and Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee. Those guys were the best in the business and they're better than everybody else. And they're always going to be better than me, no matter how much they practiced. And you knew that because they were the ones getting to draw Batman and Spider-Man and shit, because those were the preeminent comics for DC and Marvel. And so the best guys got to draw for them. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, mean, I walked, looked at their stuff and it was amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think when you get into the comic books at that level that you do get to that point, so like, I never, you know, for me, it was like, not only did I not know the artist's names or who was making them, but like I didn't know anything but below like Superman, Batman, Spider Man. Maybe yeah, the whole. well, <laughs> and so like all. And nobody all does it. Like characters. nobody's going to listen to this podcast probably because of it. 
Well, but I mean, that's uh, not true. I mean, the whole Marvel universe has gotten to the point where it's the most popular thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, so, and, yeah, and Marvel, probably. their idea basically, I feel like, was to take these minor characters who had a very niche following in the seventies or eighties, maybe in comic book land, and to turn them into a four hundred million dollar movie. You know, or to wrap them into a billion dollar movie franchise. And they did it very successfully. So I think there's a lot of people. There's probably more kids now who know about obscure 70s superheroes than in the 70s. I just know, I know, I know growing up, like we grew up in a rural area and it was, uh, and I played sports and all that stuff. With, and, but none of my sports buddies, none of my buddies were really into comic books. You know, that was a part of my life that I didn't talk about with anybody because nobody gave a fuck, <laughs> including me. Yeah, including my brother and any and probably the people listening now. But it was definitely <laughs> what I nerded out to, Star Wars, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Did well, you, do you I, still have yeah. your baseball cards? Yeah, I do actually. They're in my basement in the original sort of box that I stored them in when I was a kid. Um, and I was pretty obsessive about baseball cards, but as much as anything, it was because I was obsessive about baseball when I was young. I played a lot of baseball. I loved baseball. And it was – I mean, you – Talk about a time when I should have actually been doing a podcast is when I was 14, you know, because like I could have told you any statistic about any player on any team, I feel like, simply because I probably had their baseball card and I had looked over the back of it and like I, I all the effort that my parents wish I had been putting into homework, I was studying statistics from baseball. And then, that's, <laughs> you know, when baseball sort of had this sort of uh, statistical evolution or awakening or whatever and and all these new sabermetric figures sabermetrics started getting used i kind of felt left out because i had spent my entire life like memorizing players like rbis and home runs and and you know era and everything and and now all the statistics for most part i mean people still obviously track home runs and stuff but but like those are not the important figures you know like i, I like yeah I on base percentage or was wins above replacement yeah. Yeah, that, that was something I didn't even know what it was back in the day. And, and a lot of the, you know, so anyway, I, I was slow to get on to the new baseball statistical stuff because it was like so foreign to me. But I loved it and I kept all those cards. And really the depressing thing now is when you collect baseball cards and you see players that you remember having their rookie card and not only are they retired, but their kids are now playing, you know, for <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Vlad Guerrero. You know, it's like, oh, now their yeah. kids are stars. Yeah, I never got into baseball cards much. I had some NBA basketball cards for a while, but are your cards well, worth any money, or do they none? No baseball cards are worth money now. Is that? Well, baseball cards sort of famously flamed out. They were really hot in the 1990s because the, every kid had a story about, and the, our dad had this story where he had like a Mickey Mantle card or some like 1950s Yankees cards or something that were rumored to be worth the Gosh. value of Fort Knox, you know. And um, if only you could find out what happened to those cards or if only they had put them through their bicycle tires to make a yeah. little flapping fake motorcycle noise, then we'd all be billionaires now on these in, on our baseball cards empire but uh so what that did is it caused every kid in the 90s to buy as many baseball cards as possible or as, as my friends did steal as many baseball cards as possible because that's one great thing about the collectible of baseball cards is they're easily stolen i mean you yeah. can flip a pack in your back pocket so easily and i was uh, the same fear of god that our mother gave you for uh, fucking um stealing baseball cards was something that uh, i thought i would go to hell for but it really hurt my collecting game because suddenly my friends who didn't really care about baseball as much as me were uh, had a vaster collection. I remember, like, uh, friend of ours, he had like 
the entire upper deck, 1992, the box that had every collector set of all the cards for the year in it, you know? And I was saving up 50 cents at a time to buy them at the grocery store in a little pack, you know, with repeat. And I was like, man, this sucks because yeah. I love baseball. And dad's a doctor. <laughs> and, and also, oh, he has no qualms about stealing cards whenever we get into the store. They're they're just racking up great finds that I can't get my hands on. Well, that wasn't. I mean, I I remember Dad um, looking for those baseball cards. I remember because he said something funny, which Dad ne- almost never does. No. Uh, but my grandma was such a fucking pack rat. She would literally like Alfred, my mom, use shoestrings. Like, oh, we don't use these anymore. Do you think I don't know if you and the kids would need them? <laughs> and uh, my mom would be like, "Why the fuck would we want used shoestrings?" But anyway, I remember Dad being like. You literally have never thrown anything away, but you threw away my baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, I understand that emotion, though. That's yeah, it. no shit. <laughs> and I was desperate for him to find them, too, because, I mean, you couldn't have talked about a greater treasure in my life than if those had been uncovered. If a shoebox of, you know, some Converse All-Star box opened up and there was nothing but old Tops baseball cards in there from the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Oh, there's Willie, Willie Mays and uh, Roger Maris. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I just remember, um, I just remember that day cause grandma had a, that room in the attic full of shit and dad dug and dug and dug and then, uh, come up empty. Brenda, I don't know if people are into comic books or fucking baseball cards anymore. I, I doubt it, Colin. I mean, why would you be honestly like, just like so many things, I think the internet is fucked that deal up you know what i mean like why would you have paper anything i mean here's the thing like we're talking about being in the 90s and the internet being new um when you were first exposed to the internet my first impulse was to print everything out like i would print shit off and then i saw old people were famous for printing unnecessarily you know yeah sure having file cabinets of shit that could easily be just looked up on the internet but um i think now like there's no you don't hold there's nothing on paper that holds value i mean i used to keep old baseball tickets and basketball tickets and stuff that i for game great games Stubs, I would go to. Yeah. yeah and uh now you don't even get them you just get a like a upc code you scan at the door like that's mm-hmm. that's not going to be something people hang on to either i just don't think anything paper-based holds merit to anybody you know there's no well it was kind of a way to, to prove it. you were there but now that there's, well, sure. there's smartphones, literally you've put 13 pictures of yourself at that ball game on, you know, Instagram. And so what's and the point pic- of owning the ticket stub? And then video of yourself getting railed in the bathroom on your OnlyFans page. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of ways to document things. Well, that's like mom got me Time Magazine. A Time Magazine's a subscription. I don't know. I'm sure somebody at church was selling uh, magazine subscriptions for charity and so mom was like sure are you and talking so, about recently or is yeah no recently like i've had time magazine for the last year and a half something like that mm-hmm. no I, uh, I grew up taking a dump to that sure and uh i she also got me the gol- golf magazine mm-hmm. and so i was like all right well, well she and, got me like, no magazines well brennan <laughs> we all know who the favorite is no um that's abby anyway um that's our sister the, uh, but anyway, I think I don't know if the, honestly if the golf one came through um, her or not. That may just be my wife's dad dropping those off after he reads them on the crapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point is, is what I That's quickly true. realized about magazines is like now that I have Twitter, they are completely obsolete. <laughs> yes, they are. And if you I'm want to read like, old news? Yeah, I was like. 
the, the headline news for the story of time is like, oh, that happened four days ago. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's four days old. You know what I mean? I knew about that 20 seconds after it happened. Yeah, I've got a friend who's older and he sends me um, articles from the newspaper and text messages all the time. And almost every single time I've known about whatever the thing he's sending me for like three days, you know, yeah. but he, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem Twitter certainly is the, like, if something happens, that's where it's going to go to first. But like, I do subscribe to a couple of newspapers online. Now I bit the bullet cause I get tired of hitting that paywall. And like, I, you're right. Like I, I just like, I subscribe to a newspaper, but there's never a point where my fingers touch paper. You know, it's, it's all just on my phone. So I mean, yeah. I, honestly, it makes me wonder what people what, what people will collect now. What will be considered a collectible? Because so much of the stuff that we grew up with is just like they're not even going to know what it is, much less have their own version of it. Well, I just I remember growing up and kids wanting like um, hot rods, like they'd want an old Chevelle or a Nova or something like that. You know, and yeah. I'm like, what is the equivalent of that today? You know, do you want an kids old? Kids don't want to drive. Honest? Yeah, I don't know. Well, kids don't even want to drive anymore. Uh, oh, that's that—that that is true. That's crazy. Like my my uh, my oldest is now sixteen, and he got his driver's license immediately, and he wanted to, but I wouldn't have allowed him not to get it, Brennan, because I need him to to run errands for me and and you know lighten my load. Well, uh, and you do have an enormous brood that you need to take places. Sure, I'm like the the Caden whatever plus eight. Yeah. Anyway. You know, you're like a weird person who's, who's allergic to birth control because of some <laughs> weird religious belief. Sure. That's right. Uh, anyway, we also have sex through a hole in a sheet. Anyway, yeah. the... Um, it's just what you're into, though. But the point is, like, his two best friends are both older than him. They've both been 16 longer, and neither one of them have a driver's license or even or even pursuing it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I would think the parents would just, like, for the sake of having them run errands, would want them to get their ass in a car and licensed up fast. Well, there was a girl who she just graduated last year. She was a senior, uh, and she was he was in the band with her. And uh, I was always giving him crap because they were always chatting. I was like, "Hey, hey you're gonna get that senior girl? Ooh, you know, look at those Ugh. milky white jugs or whatever." <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> I can't say that to my yeah. son, but either way, <laughs> point is, he's thinking it. Point is, I uh, I said, you know, you know, maybe you ought to ask her out. And she's like, he's like, hey, I don't, I don't have a driver's license, Dad. I was like, yeah, but she does. He's like, no, she doesn't. I was like, she's a senior in high school. How does she not have a driver's license? It's a brave new world. It's yeah, one thing, what, what, Colin, if you, if it's one thing if you were raising your kids in Manhattan, but uh, yeah, you're rural Missouri. Like, you got to drive to get anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's kids are weird. <laughs> They're all wrong. <laughs> Stay off yep, my they don't lawn. get driver's licenses and they eat butt now. Yeah. Well, not everything's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Brennan, I think this was a great first episode of Nerdy Now. Nerd! Yeah, I think if every episode ends and in devolves into talking about eating butt, I think we've done our job. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what the listeners come here for. Till anyway, we'll do another on. one of these like next week on uh, whatever we're nerding out about. Hopefully yeah. some television shows will start again. Well, you know, Colin, I'd suggested to you, and maybe we can, um, this might be something that our fans do like, but uh, that show... I think you could leave. I think you mentioned it at the top of the show. Uh, coming out July 6th, I think, is season two. I've been waiting mm-hmm. for two years for that to happen. Oh, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I know you like that show, too. So I'm happy. I think I was the one that it. told you about it. I think you probably were. And then I enjoyed it and forgot that you told me about it and suggested that you should watch it. Yep, that sounds right. That's the, uh, how my brain works. 
it was so unexpected. You know what I mean? Like when I watched it first season, I was like, I did not, I just knew that the guy used to be on Saturday Night Live and I like stuff that's funny. I give this a shot. And I knew almost immediately, like, this is for me. <laughs> well, save it for the next show. But, uh, but I agree. And it's, uh, it's, uh, absurdist in a way that I can get behind. Yep. All right. Well, until next time, shit break. Keep eating butt, guys. All right. Bye bye. I'm wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. I'm just too wide and nerdy. Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. Ooh, you know, look at those mm-hmm. milky white jugs or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's my yeah. son. But either way. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.